Hello and welcome to Gifts of the Weird. I am pleased to have with me on the uh, podcast today, Victoria, who is the originator of the Freya Prayer Day. And welcome, Victoria. Thank you. So great to have you. Uh, I have, we have known each other for, what, 10 years through ADF? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. And ADF is our Andrea Fain. Uh, that's a Druid organization that's international, and uh, they have a lot of heathen practitioners in the organization as well. So uh, that's how we got to meet and interact together and work for a lot. And I wanted to uh, have you on the show, Victoria, to talk about the Freya Prayer Day. And is it Freya Prayer Day or Freya World Prayer Day? I always get it confused in my head. So when we started, it was the Freya World Prayer Day, but that's because it was based upon something that I saw on Facebook for Odin's Prayer Day, World Prayer Day, uh, except that I then learned that the individuals who led the Odin's World Prayer Day, um, should we say, weren't kinds of people I wanted to be associated with. So I changed the name to sort of separate the two a little bit more. So it is uh, the Freya Prayer Day. Okay, good. Then I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not. Crazy. How did I get those things confused? And uh, how am I going to separate them out in my own head? <laughs> So, and the, the prayer day has a hashtag, correct? Yes. And it's just hashtag Freya Prayer Day. Hashtag Freya Prayer Day. So, for folks who are going to participate in that, it's great to post to social media with hashtag Freya Prayer Day so that it can kind of connect all the conversations together, right? That's how that works. Yeah. We have, uh, we're on Twitter as well. I'm on Twitter with my blog, which is Lion Dragonfly. And uh, we are also on Facebook through. There's a page on Facebook, and there's a couple of other different groups, heathen-based groups that all participate. So if you can hashtag your stuff, we can find it everywhere. That's really exciting. And uh, when did you form Freya Prayer Day? So we started in February of this year. It was I had the idea back in December, but January was insane, as Januarys are wanted to do. So we didn't actually get started until the following month in February. And I remember when that came out, that was I was really excited about that. One, because I am a Freya's person, yeah. and I'm really excited about that. And to have this kind of worldwide call of people praying at the same time or honoring her all on the same day is really exciting to me. And it's really part of that everybody gets to be together without actually having to physically get together in a, in a similar location. So... I don't know. It's for me, one of the big things about magic and prayer and in my head, they're kind of related because of this particular aspect is that it's all about putting our attention and our energy towards something. And if we can all do that at the same time, then there's almost sort of a synergistic effect as it all builds up together and we get to have these amazing things happen. And so that's the idea of having one day where everybody's praying together to the same goddess in this case. Uh, and, you know, everybody should pray or not pray to whomever or whatever they choose. But in this day, uh, so the second Friday of every month, basically, becomes a focus for Freya, for everybody who wants to, to get together and, you know, pray, do devotion, even just think about Freya, put some attention towards her during that day. So what kind of things do you think people can do to honor Freya on that day together? Oh, it's a wide range of stuff. I have some ideas on my blog, but you can, if you're the type of person that does rituals, you can do a ritual in her honor. 
You can make some offerings in her honor. Uh, you can just think about her and, and just, you know, spend some time ruminating on what she means to you and or reading some of her myths, uh, listening to songs about her. Just basically put your attention to her, however that makes sense for you. Exactly. And that's what I've been encouraging folks to do. And especially for folks who like to write poetry or lines of verse or songs or musicians. I mean, it's a great opportunity to either use that day to create those things in honor of her or maybe share them. Uh, I really love to have people share what they're doing on Freya Prayer Day. When I post it on Twitter or on our Facebook page, uh, sometimes people come back with some really cool things. So a couple of, yeah, they do. A couple of Freya prayer days ago, I did an offering to Freya, uh, ironically a Coke, because that's what I was drinking at the time, and asked her to be with me that day. And it was one of the most amazing days I've had. Everything just looks different. Like I looked at the trees and, and I could see the life in them and I could see them growing and I could see how we're all connected in the spirit of everything. And that was just from me connecting, right? And now I have a relationship with Freya and I've had one for quite some time. But having that just, it was very simple pouring out some of my coke and asking her to be with me. And that changed my whole day. It made work actually kind of fun that day. So it's, it's little things that you can do as well. Um, and I like to encourage people to really think about what Freya means to them on those days. We have a newsletter that goes out most months, we've missed one, that talks about, where I talk about how I work with Freya and what she means to me and how different ideas for, for people to include Freya in their lives. And she's not, she's such an amazing multifaceted goddess that there's something that anyone can get from her or with her, working with her, that they can really understand some part of their life a little bit better. Did that make sense? It does make sense. I was excited when I was back um, visiting where I grew up during a uh, the death of a family member I was visiting with my mom uh, and I was in the middle of a very small town and a very rural area and I uh, Freya Prayer Day happened to be while I was there it came up during that time while I was there so uh, my mom was clearing away we were helping her clear out the house um, her partner had passed away and I was helping her resettle after we took care of his business and um, she had this old fountain that uh, it didn't work anymore. I, I think the pump was broken or the tubing didn't quite connect. And she's like, ah, just toss it out because I don't need it. I can't, I don't have any place for it at the other place. And I had just about thrown it away. And I thought, oh, you know what? This would make a great Freya altar space. And I took it back to the property and because my mom owns the property. So I set it up underneath a lilac bush and filled the the basin part with dirt and planted some seeds from some flowers that grow wild there and stuck it in there. And I had a little Freya ritual there honoring her. And it was so exciting because in my mind, it's probably the first time she has been specifically honored in that area in that way, because it's been 
filled with uh, a Christian presence uh, ever since it was settled. And I'm pretty sure that she, it was the first time she had a ritual dedicated to her on that land space. And it was really exciting. I had a great That's time. That's pretty awesome. I did yeah. see pictures. You, uh, you tweeted out pictures of that shrine, and it looked really cool. Yeah, and you know, I don't know how long it will last there. We still own the property, so I guess as long as the property remains with us, it will be there for a while. So uh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, and it was uh, as you experienced. It was very meaningful to have that moment, and and was able to find some. I think it was a cherry laced liquor of some sort that I shared with her and oh my gosh it was so scrumptious and uh, I was happy to just share the rest of the whole bottle with her in that space and the ants loved it afterwards as well they were all over that place (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was really cool and I love when I visit in that area to hold rituals uh, to our gods and goddesses just because it, it honors them in a place where they've never been honored before so, so Freya, or Freya, hey Freya, <laughs> Victoria, that's really exciting about Freya Prayer Day. And uh, how long do you think this will keep going? I mean, uh, are, are you I getting? I hope it just keeps going. Uh, we grow a little bit every month, so we're getting more. The Facebook page is getting more likes. The newsletter is getting more subscriptions, and every day, every month, we're getting a little bit bigger, and, and message is getting out there a little bit more. And we really focus on that, that connection that, for me, Frey is a lot about passion and not passion in the sexual sense so much necessarily, but more about that passion of doing things, that passion for your fellow man, that passion of connection. And so this is really a lot about that layer of that connection with each other and trying to get more of that into the world because we sorely need it. So... It's hopefully going to go on forever, but uh, we'll see how long it lasts. Exactly. What kind of topics do you cover in your newsletter? What comes out uh, in the newsletter that people will find interesting? And, and how often do, does it go out? Does it just go out once a month? Yeah, so the newsletter comes out once a month, usually right around uh, the second Friday. So I talk about different things that I've done or different ways in which I've seen Freya impact my life. So we'll talk about, for instance, how we can sometimes see the subtle signs of the presence of a god or a goddess in our lives. And sometimes we miss those. Um, And, you know, that happens sometimes. But there's also other ways that we can sort of look at the world. And sometimes a pro is just a pro. And sometimes it's a message. And learning to be able to distinguish the two for example, um, I'll talk about different ways that I view Freya, why I view her in battle. Uh, so in June, for instance, that was Memorial Day here in the States, and or was right after Memorial Day here in the States. The June issue came out, and so I talked about how I see Freya as this majorly supporting figure. And she's, she's known as a, a warrior and a very good in battle, but you never see her actually take the field in any of the mythology that we have. And so, because she's also a magic worker, it's that supporting and making sure that everybody has what they need to to go out there, that the guys who are fighting, guys and girls and people who are fighting can go and fight, that the people who need help can get the help, um, and that the battle can be won for the side that she is fighting on. 
it's a little bit random sometimes. It's kind of whatever I'm thinking of that month when I sit down to write the newsletter. And sometimes it impacts what's going on in the world around us. And sometimes it's something that came to me in a dream or I heard in a song. The idea is always to provide something that the reader can take into their lives. Whether it's a new way of looking at something, it's a thought of how to interact in our day-to-day lives. I mean, we're fighting battles all the time, just just in our lives. For some people, getting out of bed is a battle. Yeah. And how do we support ourselves? And how do we work with the gods to support us and the, all of the kindreds and our ancestors and spirits and whatever you do or do not believe in? Um, how do we help each other and support each other? So it's trying to bring a little bit of my thoughts into the world in relationship with Freya in a way that's useful for other people. And if somebody reads it and and takes it, takes something from it, and it makes their day better, that's awesome. And if it makes their life better, that's even cooler. That's a great gift when those kinds of things can happen, especially when, you know, sometimes we don't even know you plant a seed and then maybe some months later that seed will come to fruition from that newsletter like oh that light goes on and now i now i understand something better or now i have a little bit of a different perspective or i know how to reach out to Freya a little bit more to do that so it helps me too because i'm always thinking about her and you know trying to see how trying to see her more in my life and see how i can actually share what I'm experiencing with other people because maybe there's somebody else out there who's experiencing something similar. So Victoria, how, how did you come to have a relationship with Freya and how did that develop with you as far as why she's so important in your life? Oh, I ran from her for many years. <laughs> that seems to be a common thread that I've, I've met, met with a lot of folks that have met Freya. They, they kind of, got interested in her, and then when she actually um, turned her attention to them, they're like, ah! (laughs) Well, she's very complex. Even if you look at the lore about her, you try to sort of pick out the Christianization that's been added in. Um, Look at the lore, look at the practices. She's not very, she's not simple. Not easy to, to figure out goddess in any way, shape, or form. And that can be scary. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not somebody that I can sort of go to and say, okay, your main thing is whatever. I, I will, should, I should also point out that none of the gods that I've actually worked with seem to be very simple. They all seem to be rather complex. Yeah, uh, I agree. But, yeah, that's a thing. So, I would start seeing her show up in mythology, in songs, in the stories that I was reading. Fiction, usually. And then... What really sort of cement or started to cement the relationship was I was at a, a ritual where Tithon Coyle was invoking Freya. And if you've ever seen Tithon Coyle, she, she walks like she means business. Her whole demeanor, her whole body just changed when she invited Freya to share her body. And it was just such, I mean, the muscles on her face changed the shape of her face. It was this incredible experience watching it. And I'd known Thorne for a couple of years at that point, so I was familiar with how she normally looked and moved. It was such an obvious difference. And we all got to go talk 
to Freya. So that was also really cool. And we had a conversation and there was a message. I started really tentatively after that, sort of, okay, Mel, maybe I should go read the mythology. Okay, well, maybe I should go read some papers. Then I heard uh, Sharon Knight sing a song, which I don't think is heard it published. Her version of the story of Persimmon, which took a lot of the Christianization out, a lot of the demonization of women out. And that sort of made me kind of go, oh, wait, okay, I can start to relate to this goddess now. And so it just sort of evolved from there through, through my time in ADF, through meeting the various folks that I've met and talked with. And now she gets offerings from me on a regular basis. And I have a small shrine that I carry with me when I go, if I'm driving to an event, that it's usually set up somewhere. We had it set up at Eight Winds uh, with a bowl for offerings uh, for anybody who's interested in starting a relationship or even just saying hello. Well, that's really, really cool. And I've kind of found Freya work that way with me as well as I just started noticing her influence and presence in just a lot of different ways, and then it just kind of was like, okay, she's just right there. I kind of just let myself be embraced by her. <laughs> it's pretty awesome ever since. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So, Victoria, how did you come to heathenry? I know we're, we're kind of working in a different thing, but that's just because I'm an Aquarian and I'm always all over the place. So I apologize for folks who are a little bit more want a building block kind of thing and my brain sometimes doesn't think that way and I didn't jot down notes in a specific order I just wanted to have a conversation with you uh, a fellow Freya's person and uh, to share that with our with our listeners so how how did you come to heathenry or what was that process kind of like so here's one interesting thing I have a challenging time calling myself a heathen okay uh, I work with mostly the Vanir of the Norse gods um, although I do work with a couple of the Aesir. But at the same time, it's, and it's probably very much just a personal interpretation thing. But in my head, I don't do quote-unquote heathen things. And then you're going to ask mm -hmm. me to define that, and then I'm going to tell you I can't really. <laughs> okay. So I it's, won't ask it, you to define it. <laughs> it's one of those... Um, I'm 90% sure that there is a bunch of social and emotional baggage tied up with it that I haven't unpacked it yet to figure out what it all is. But defining myself isn't also that important to me, so I don't, I haven't bothered to unpack it yet because it's not like the most important thing. Uh, so, but I work mostly with the Veneer and with a couple of the ACR. So you could say that that makes me a heathen because I work with the Northern gods. I don't work with uh, certain members, certain groups. Um, and I think some of it actually, some of the challenges come from the fact that there are so many, should we call them undesirable groups, who call themselves heathens mm -hmm. that are, you know, not, not into things that I would like to be part of. And that's also part of the reason for the avoidance. Okay, that's fair. And heathen is a term that a lot of people are reevaluating. It's uh, challenging. 
in their lives. And it is challenging because of people who are co-opting the term and maybe are doing things that maybe don't align with some of the things that we agree with. So what was your journey to the Vanier then? It was pretty much through Freya. Through Freya. Yeah. As, as I got to know Freya better and got more into the stories, that means getting the stories of the rest of Vanier um, and the stories of New Earth and Earthless and, and Freya. Uh, so it's just sort of all linked. So to start with one and dig into the area more, and you're like, oh, these other gods are also cool. Yeah. Go down that path. Because if I remember correctly, you were a little bit more on the, the Celtic side of things when we first met, weren't, weren't you? Or am I yeah. misremembering things after 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> no, you remember correctly. I still work actually fairly closely with a number of the Welsh Pantheon. So I, I don't think that it's required that you pick a Pantheon and stick with it. Oh, I agree with you. Uh, so. I do work people, with ask, people ask me the question a lot, like, well, how can you work with the Irish gods and goddesses when you're supposedly um, Vanek or heathen? And, and to me, it's like, I always explain it that, hey, it's like having friends here in Midgard. You just have people in different groups and different different ways we interact. And I'm very blessed that I still have good relationships with the the Celtic, the Irish gods and goddesses who first took me in before they handed me over to Freya and Odin and said, um, he's yours. We're going to just let you take him from now on. And I've also had great relationships with the Greek Greek gods and goddesses as well. I've done a lot of really good things with some of them. So, yeah, I agree with you. You don't have to be exclusive into one pantheon. I think we can work with a lot of different ones. Oh, yeah. I mean, in ADF specifically, uh, we work with all of the gods from the various Indo-European-speaking countries. And so I've been in rituals with Hittite deities, with Vedic deities, with Greek and Roman, all the various Scandinavian, Norse, Anglo-Saxon, the various brands of Celtic. And it all works. You do need someone who has a relationship with, the, with that pantheon or that god to, to help make it work a little bit better, but at least that's my thought. Uh, but it does work. Yeah, and that's an interesting thing that some people, I think, don't understand about ADF is uh, they focus on the word druid and they kind of pigeonhole the organization into, oh, it's only Celtic. And it's not. I mean, it's so wide range as to the different groups of folks that are honoring the Northern European gods and goddesses throughout. And there is quite a large, shall we say, Northern tradition within ADF rather than saying heathen or Nordic or Norse. There's a lot of us there because I'm a member of ADF and I'm part of that organi- that part of the organization as well. So there's a lot of us. It's kind of cool, the, the wide variety that we have in ADF. I agree. Well, let's do this. What is your favorite way to honor Freya? What are some things that you have found that work for you when you work with her? Like you said earlier that you were sharing Coke with her. Um, did you find that she was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome? <laughs> or <laughs> do you find certain flowers or some people say chocolate and strawberries? I mean, what, what do you find work for you in your relationship with her? Right. For offerings, I generally will use things that mean something to me or things that are luxury. So they're these, oh, why can't I remember the name of them? The little chocolates with a ganache in the middle of them covered in paste. You know what I'm talking about? Those little chocolates? Yes. I love those. And giving one to her is a true sacrifice. 
I'd really <laughs> rather eat it. But she likes it. Or at least it seems to work. So, stuff like that. I have... I used to have a rose bush, and I would save the petals and dry the petals from that bush, from the roses from that bush, and use those as offerings. I've had... I make beer, and I make mead. So I'll share those. Wines. Anything sort of means luxury is kind of where I go. Uh, The other stuff is also things that mean connection. So for physical devotions, like not just offerings, but other ways I do devotions, things like uh, Pray a Prayer Day and the newsletter and taking the shrine around, is that connection. Whether it's connection to nature, connection to life, and doing things to help foster and promote that connection. I find make great offerings to her, the time and energy that you put into those. So that's a lot of what I, when I'm working with her, if I'm doing devotional work, um, or I'm looking for offerings, that's generally what. It's exciting to hear you say that, because when people ask me about those kinds of things, those are kind of the same. I echo that. (laughs) Yay, I'm UPG, thanks. I do. I'm like, hey, you know, whatever's meaningful to you, because we know a lot of folks that have issues with alcohol and they, they, they just personally can't have that in their lives because of the issues that they have with it for whatever reason. And so sometimes beer and mead or wine is just not something that that person can offer because of the personal things that it brings up. Tea is a good one. Yeah, I'm like, hey, like me, I'm a coffee fanatic. I love coffee. And if I can brew one of, you know, my favorite brew of coffee, and like you, that's a sacrifice because that's one less cup for me, (laughs) (laughs) you know, or mix it up in a special way that, you know, and offer that to the ancestors or to Freya or any other gods. I mean, I think that I've always thought that, hey, offer stuff that's meaningful to you. I mean, if you're offering something that you don't care about, then Wow. <laughs> That's... I, I will caveat that there are certain instances where it makes sense to figure out what the God likes. As mm-hmm. and, and don't assume that just because you like it, God will like it. But this always try true. to put something of yourself in it. Whether it's your time and effort that made the thing or, or grew the thing. Whether it's your money that bought it and your time and effort went into making that money. Uh, or however that works. And it, it is whatever works for you. Water can be a fantastic offering, especially for the Vanir, because they're very nature-based. Yes, they are. And so, and water is, I mean, water is the thing of life. We cannot live without it. So that is offering a little bit of our own sustenance. Most people can get water fairly easily. So it doesn't have to be expensive. When I say luxury, I mean, these chocolates are not that expensive that I was talking about. Um, (laughs) They're just wrapped in gold and absolutely delicious. And they're delicious, so that's a luxury. Because <laughs> and they're delicious, exactly. Um, it, it doesn't have to be expensive. It can be totally homemade. Once I had asked Freya for a boon, and the offering that I made was a blanket. I crocheted and wove a blanket and left it out at a place where I knew homeless folks were, with a note on it, with a towel with some soap on the inside, roll wrapped up, with a note to please take it. And that was wow, beautiful. Freya. So it doesn't have to be something that you've bought. It can be something that you've made. That was a very large boon, so it was a very large offering in return. Freya Prayer Day is a great way to join the energy, like you said earlier, our, our energies with 
the energies of many, many others and send that all up at the same time, or at least in the same time frame. Mm -hmm. um, we may not all be at the exact same time, but we're we're creating a, to me, I, I always envision it's like this giant portal of energy that's kind of opening up around Freya and just flooding her with so much love and adoration at the same time or at the same time frame that I think it's really awesome. I think it's great. So thanks for doing that. Thanks for taking the initiative to set it up and to maintain it. I mean, I know it sometimes can be, time can get away and you're like, oh my gosh, Freya Prayer Day is tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> or next week. And it's like, what am I going to do? Uh, so I, I really want to thank you for that. And thank you for the newsletter. I enjoy receiving it and sharing it and uh, tweeting it out. And hopefully more folks will just keep coming uh, to the to the website and to the prayer day and taking care of those things. So can you list again how people can find your blog? And you have a specific Facebook page for Prayer Prayer Day, correct? We do. Um, and if you just search for a prayer day, you, you will find it in Facebook. Or you can go to my blog, which is lyondragonfly.com. And there's a link in the menu to all the information on Freya Prayer Day. And do you have a Twitter account for Freya Prayer Day? Or do you just rely on us to Twitter tweet about it? I primarily just use my blog account, which is okay. at lyondragonfly. Excellent. That works. That works. And I'm going to continue sharing Freya Prayer Day and promoting it along every week as well. And that's why I wanted to speak with you as we're coming up to the September Freya Prayer Day. This yes. week, Friday, Friday the 8th. Friday the 8th, as we're recording. And really excited. And thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us about Freya Prayer Day. And please feel free to post on Gifts of the Weird Facebook page or tweet about it, you know. Send us some images to look at, and folks that are listening, we just encourage you to share what you're doing about Freya Prayer Day or about Fre with Freya. Share your experiences with her, and I love to see them, and I'm sure you do, Victoria, as oh, well. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Yeah, it's great seeing what everybody's and, uh, offers and whatever everybody's doing. And it's also great because it helps us to get different ways that Freya is connecting with folks, mm -hmm. and and how she's interacting with people today we don't have to only rely on the lore story the the stories from the lore to understand freya because she's interacting with us today so we can get all kinds of great perspectives and understandings today from how she's working with us so that's really exciting for me as a modern person wor working with the gods to see just how she's connecting with us now yeah i do think that the gods change and adapt and certainly our worship of them changes and adapts as our culture and our communities change. I find it fascinating to see how people are actually working with Freya uh, and the other gods today. Because it's so different. Our culture is so different from the culture of the time of the stories that we have. And being able to make our own new stories is just fascinating to me. And I agree with you there, too. Uh, obviously, absolutely, the... The gods are alive and well today, and uh, they are interacting with us, and we're having great uh, interactions with them, so it's really exciting. So, so thank you, Victoria, for joining us and for being a part of Gifts of the Weird and for being a part of my life. And thanks for doing this for Freya, for the prayer day, and keeping it going. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on Gifts of the Weird.
I've enjoyed listening to the podcast, so it'll be fun. I, I don't generally like listening to myself, so I may, I may give the next one a skip. <laughs> I know how you feel, and I have to listen to myself for hours and hours on end every time uh, I edit Every this. time you have to edit. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, John. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, Victoria. It is really great to take some time and hear about your journey with Freya and about how you created Freya Prayer Day and maintaining it so that we can all be a part of it. So thank you again. So thanks for joining us on this episode. Uh, what I'd like to do is I want to read a poem that I wrote to Freya. Uh, it's called Lady of Vanaheim. Flaxen Lady, Lady of Vanaheim, Beauty to Behold. Shine on us in all your ways, your tales e'er to be told. Vanities of the battlefield, chooser of the slain, welcoming to Folkfanger, warriors of the plains. Bearer of Brisingamen, ring of fire about your neck. Obtained with your assuredness, inspire us to be our best. Falcon-feathered sorceress, soaring through the night, enshroud us by your magic power with the runes of might. Rider of the chariot, around the world you fared, leaving pieces of yourself, your presence felt and shared. Great goddess of Vanaheim, bright daughter of the sea, cloak us with prosperity, may we ever connect to thee. All right then, so let's wrap up. And I have a few things here to uh, share with you, some really cool things that have come up. First of all, if you'd like to join others around the country and the world to honor the lady, please join us on the second Friday of each month when you can post to social media using the hashtag, hashtag Freya Prayer Day. For more information on the project, visit Victoria's blog at uh, www.liondragonfly.com or if you are on Facebook, like her page at Freya Prayer Day. And you can follow her on Twitter at Lion Dragonfly. And these links will be found in the show notes on the Podbean webpage. Some other things that I'd like to share with you is coming up in October is a really cool thing. It's Frith Forge 2017. Frith Forge is an international conference among inclusive, Asatru, and heathen organizations and individuals. The conference is sponsored by the Troth, and it will be held outside of Berlin, Germany, on 6 through 8 October this year. And there are various prices uh, that you, if you want to join, you can uh, join up. There's various prices from the full conference, including accommodations, to just joining up for the day, if you're able to be there. Tickets are available until September 19th, if you're able to get there. I'll be there, and Diana Paxson will be there, members of the Troth and other members of organizations from around Europe will be there as well. It's really going to be a fun weekend event there. Search for Frith Forge 2017 on Facebook or email irep at thetroth.org for details, and I'll have links to that in the show notes as well. So I will be excited to be sharing some of the experience that I've had at Frith Forge and uh, in an upcoming podcast. So uh, follow Frith Forge, and uh, you might see some posts from on Facebook uh, during the during the conference. Following Frith Forge is a tour of sacred and ancient sites in Germany, and this will take place between 8 through 14 October. And I am looking forward to attending this one as well. 
it's going to be kind of cool going from Berlin all the way ending up to north of Hamburg. And uh, after that, I'm going to um, stick around for a few more days in Europe and just have some good time relaxing, visiting family and close friends. It's going to be awesome. So for details and deadlines on the Sacred Tour site, you don't have to attend Frith Forge. You can attend just the Sacred Tour site or you can do both uh, together. But for details, see www.sacred.com sites-2017.de and I'll also have links in the notes. Not quite sure when the deadline is for that but you might want to contact the tour organizer as quickly as possible if you're able to get out to Berlin. Uh, the tour will leave from, uh, right from where Frith Forge is which is just a little bit south and west of Berlin. So that's going to be a great experience. So coming up are some new releases. New books are coming out and a CD, and I just wanted to share some of those because I'm really excited about them myself. The first book that is being released is the anticipated book by Diana Paxson on Odin, and that was released at the beginning of September of 2017. It is entitled Odin, Ecstasy, Runes, and Norse Magic. It's currently available and I believe that uh, most metaphysical shops or bookstores can probably order it from Wiser Books. And I really encourage that if you can order or get the book through a local bookshop, do it that way because it kind of helps support the bookshops and supports your community, your local pagan community. However, if you don't have a local bookshop that's able to order it, then it is available either directly from Wiser Books or from your favorite A to Z online retailing. Go ahead and check all of that out and I do have some links in the show notes as well for that. The second book is coming out on September 8th which is the Freya Prayer Day. So that is the Handbook of Saxon Sorcery and Magic, Weird Working, Runecraft, Divination, and Wart Cunning by Alaric Albertson. Tell you, that's a mouthful, but it's an awesome book. I read this book several years ago. Uh, this is a re release of Alaric's book entitled Weird Working. He's re releasing the book, which was previously out of print. And from what I understand, there is no new content. It's just a straight re release of the book, maybe as a new forward. But that book is coming out on September 8th, 2017. And if you're interested in learning about Anglo-Saxon magic, say Anglo-Saxon practices, this is a really great book. He also has a pretty in-depth working of the Anglo-Saxon runes. So uh, that's really a cool book. It's a nice one to have amongst your other books and studies. Speaking of Alaric Albertson, he will be joining us on the podcast coming up. I'm not quite sure when I'll be able to release that. I'm hoping prior to... Uh, my leaving for Germany or maybe during the early part of October. I'm going to be interviewing Alaric and Taryn Martin. The two of them created the Anglo-Saxon rune deck which is available from Wolf Designs and there's links in the show notes about that and that is a really cool rune deck. I have it myself and I've used it for readings and it's really great. It's... Do you like heathen music? In addition to Hawk and other heathen musicians that we feature on the podcast, we have a new CD just released by Tanya Threat. 
Tanya is an amazing uh, musician and she has set portions of the Volo Spa to music and it is very inspired. I have heard samplings of several of the pieces from there and I like it a lot. It's really going to be great and I'm really looking forward to this CD. So you can arrange by finding her on Facebook, Tanya Threet, that's T-H-R-E-E-T, messaging her to find out how to obtain the CD. It's $20, and I think you'll really like the mu music. It's very inspirational, and it's the Volo Spa. I think you'll really enjoy that. And I am going to have Tanya on an upcoming show. So she is very, very busy right now with Pagan Pride coming up and getting the CDs shipped out to people who have purchased them. So I may not be able to get an interview with her until after I get back from Germany. So we'll look forward to that perhaps in November or December. So that's going to be really great because we'll play a lot of excerpts from the CD and possibly some other music that she has. And maybe, maybe we can talk her into uh, giving us a... You heard it first on Gifts of the Weird. So thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it. So if you are downloading this through iTunes, or if you could just kind of go over to iTunes if you have an account there and leave some feedback and leave a, a rating, that will kind of help the podcast be easier to be found for people who are looking for heathen podcasts. I still have Hawk CDs. If you are interested in the special that we have of four of Hawk CDs, then please send me a message and we'll work out the PayPal details. That's $20, including domestic shipping. If you want to hear more about Hawk and his creative process and some excerpts from some of his CDs, listen to episode five of the podcast and uh, you can hear the interview with Hawk. It was really great to talk with him and to be able to listen to some of his music there. I still have some Vanner challenge coins. If you're interested in those, they're $10, including domestic shipping send me a message. So uh, let me know about that. So our outgoing music is going to be a Freya chant. It's by Kindred Crow and I kind of found them on YouTube and just quite by accident and uh, listened to their their piece there and I really like it a lot and they kindly gave me permission to be able to use the piece on the podcast. So head on over to their website kindredcrow.com and take a listen to some of their stuff and maybe be able to support them by purchasing CDs or if they're going to be in your area or you'd like them to be in your area, maybe you could work that out for them. So I think they have some really interesting music. It's very organic and very much from their heart. It's really cool. So thank you for Kendrick Crow to allowing us to listen to this piece about Freya. And um, thank you all for listening. I do appreciate you all, and uh, let me know. Give me your thoughts. Send me some feedback. Uh, let me know which uh, maybe some topics we can try to discuss in the future or um, how things are going. And hail Freya, hashtag Freya Prayer Day. That's uh, this Friday, September 8th, and every second Friday of the month. Thanks, and have a great day.
Hello and welcome to Gifts of the Word Weird and with me Hello and Gifts of the Ah <laughs> <laughs> It's that day. It's that day. 